Welcome back to our program, Critically Speaking, where we're talking with Jim Hammer and author of the book, Victory Over a Critical Spirit. Good to have you again, Jim. Well, Cindy, uh, it's always good to be with you and spend this time chatting. Praise God. On a previous episode, we were discussing self and how that plays into this critical spirit. And I was noting in your book that I was shocked. It says for many years, you say that you had a very judgmental spirit. And how was that affecting you? How was that affecting your church family? I mean, what about you? How how did this all, this this critical spirit affect you? You know, what's amazing is that I thought I was doing what God wanted me to do. And there's no doubt in my mind that everybody who is presenting something critical to somebody else, they're thinking, uh, especially in, in the church structure, they're believing they're doing what God wants them to do. And in reality, we're so deceived that we're, we are destroying ourselves. I was destroying myself spiritually and the church also, uh, because the church too uh, had a critical spirit. And most of our, our churches do. Most of our families do. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not shocked anymore. But at one time, I was shocked to hear what was going on in churches and in, in families. But uh, now, really, things I hear that are, are going on, although it's still shocking, I'm not shocked anymore. Because uh, I know the enemy, you know, Revelation 12:17. The enemy is making war with God's people, and uh, and he's being very successful at it. When we, uh, when I was uh, criticizing in that, tearing people down, creating havoc, the enemy was rejoicing, you know, yeah. at at our dysfunction. And uh, and dysfunction isn't, uh, you know, it's a word that came out uh, maybe about twenty years ago, I think. But we have been living in dysfunction ever since sin entered the world. Every family has lived in dysfunction. The degree may be different, but uh, every family not only have we not only been critical, but we've all lived in dysfunction. Jesus lived in a dysfunctional family. Joseph, you know, you can look through Scripture. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. Uh, you know, how much more dysfunction can you get? Well, I think if we were all honest, Jim, we could all think back of a situation or a comment, any something like that, that we could just, we would be even ashamed of the way that we have carried on and thinking that we were justified, thinking that Jesus, it was okay, that we wanted to to be like that. I cringe at some of the comments that I made, especially to my children. Oh, yeah, you and me both. Talk to me a little bit more about the fact that um, at some point there was a turning point. And I believe that turning point was the Holy Spirit had come in and impacted your life. And what was that turning point for you? Was, was there something specific that happened to you that really got your attention? Well, I, I know the Lord knew me, knew me better than I knew myself. And um, right when I became a Christian, I don't even know if I was baptized yet. Don't even know if I joined the church. But um, I was down in downtown Buffalo. And as soon as I parked my car, this homeless person came to me. Uh, I think I just got out the car. I don't even know if I got out of the car even yet. 
But he came to me and he says, uh, can I have a dollar? And right away, this judgmental spirit jumped in and said, you know, he's going to buy alcohol. He's going to do this. He's, uh, you know, don't give him any money. Mm. So I told him, you know, I said, I'm, I'm not going to give you any money. But I reached in the vehicle and I gave him a tract and a um, piece of Christian literature. And he says, oh, you're a Christian. I said, yes. Proudly, you know, kind of mm. probably even put my shoulders back a little bit. And he says, uh, what's John 3.16? And I didn't know what that was at the time. I had just started reading the Bible. Uh, and the church mm. I had attended before, uh, years before, we never opened the Bible. So I said, I don't know. So he quoted the scripture and told me where it was. And then he uh, asked me, what's the shortest verse in the Bible? And I said, I don't know that either. And he quoted that and told me where that was. And we talked for about a half an hour, and I wound up giving him some money. But every time I went to Buffalo, I looked for that man. His name is Bob. And we'd have lunch together or something. And when I think back at, at it, I never once smelled alcohol or cigarettes or anything on him. And about two years after that, I was at a office and I noticed a newspaper. And it was in the morning. I noticed a newspaper on the desk, so I opened it up, the front page. On the bottom half of the front page, here was Bob's picture. Wow. And I thought, wow, what is my friend Bob's picture? And because he was a homeless person. He, uh, you know, lived at the city mission. So I read his story, and it was not only on the bottom page, but then there was a continuation of the story on the next page. This man was living the Christian life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he would try to beg money from people and give it to other homeless people that were too ashamed to do that. If people came to the city mission and didn't have a bed to sleep in, he would give them their bed, his bed. Wow. And the Holy Spirit impressed me. You know, Bob had a better relationship with Jesus than you do. And uh, and Bob never once told me anything like that and never would have guessed it. But uh, that's when the Lord started working with me as far as being judgmental and, crit and criticizing. I just... Um, and it was very early, that was very early in my Christian walk. And then other things, you know, I didn't grasp a hold of the concept right away. But the, uh, but the Holy Spirit kept working with me with different, uh, different situations and experiences until I came into the realization that I was not conducting myself the way the Lord wanted me to. And I'm a Christian. That had to be a pretty eye-opening experience for you at that point and it it seems that as you suggest in the book basically you you were looking at him with a critical eye and this story all too fondly makes us think of situations that I know I've, I've been in myself you know personally and we didn't recognize that God was doing something he he had a divine plan for that appointment yeah. And um, I think that divine plan is something that you've definitely shared with us. And 
It's it's letting us see our own character, and that's not so comfortable sometimes. Yes, and you know the other thing I, I wish that I would have got to know Bob better, learn more about him, who he was, ask him different things to share his, his uh, life with me or his experiences, but I have not done that. But it opens my opened my eyes to ask other people now when I, um, uh, you know, come in contact with different people that, uh, you know, what are you about? You know, uh, what's happening in your life? Amen. And the Lord wants us to have victory over a, a critical spirit, a negative spirit, a fault-finding and, and judgmental spirit. And in Philippians um, 2, 3, it says uh, in 2, 5, going from 2, 3 to 2, 5, that uh, we should esteem others as better than ourselves. And what, mm-hmm. you know, what type of uh, attitude would I have had if I esteemed Bob as better than myself? Um, you know, he didn't have a home. His clothes were a little bit raggedy. I, he didn't have a vehicle. I had all of this. I considered myself as better than himself, uh, better than him. But, um, you know, the Lord, uh, through Paul, says, esteem others as better than ourselves. And wouldn't it be a great world if everybody thought that way? And then um, in verse 5, it says, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. Christ wants us to have uh, his mind. He wants to clear, clean up the minds that we have, that we can think uh, like Christ. Uh, you know, not to the full extent like, like he did, but but fully enough that we can be like Christ and represent Christ fully. And, um, you know, and, and I, I should rephrase that. Because the Word of God, which I believe is true, and if it says it, I believe it, that let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. So we can have the mind of Christ. And Paul also in, in Romans says, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Lord wants to renew our minds. There's no doubt in my mind we ain't taking this mind that we have to heaven. Uh, our whole character, our minds, our way of thinking is going to be changed. And not by when Christ returns. It's going to be changed before he returns. Well, Jim, I know that for me, this is extremely comforting for me to hear because I, I don't think I'm that different from many other people. We we tend to judge others by our own standards. and. I think if they don't look like me, if they don't eat like me, if their attitude isn't like mine, or maybe their relationship with Jesus isn't genuine. I mean, I think we we fall into this trap of trying to say, hey, you've got to fit into my image, right? Yes. Jesus, Jesus surely didn't need any more like me, as you brought up in your book. And um, they didn't need any more Jim Hammers, it looks That's like. That's right. Yeah. One of, one of me was enough. Uh, I think even my mother told me that. <laughs> well, you know it had to be the truth if your mother said it. <laughs> yes, and, and you bring up uh, some interesting thoughts, too, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, when we judge people about the food they eat and the clothes they wear and so on. W- what I've noticed, too, is that with self-righteousness, when we take the self out of, out of everything, we get a different concept, a picture of things. When we take the... I, out of pride, there's no pride. And when we take the I out of sin, there's no sin. So, um, you know, we just have to constantly be aware 
that it ain't all about us. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Jim, you are not going to believe that we are out of time for today. So hold on any thoughts you've got, and we're going to share those in the next episode of Critically Speaking. God bless. If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. 